What's up, what's up, Romeo Falcon, the Geeks and Wrestling Podcast, our first movie review of 2017. Gobby at the Movies is not here, unfortunately, but fortunately, I've got Monkey Boy with me, and we're about to review the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie. What's up, Monkey Boy? How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Uh, I'd like to apologize to you, first and foremost, that I was not able to watch the movie with you on Sunday. I got back late from the Harlem Globetrotter weekend in Houston, and I, I wasn't able to make it with you, so sorry, buddy. No, that's okay. I had a uh, great companion. My amazing wife went with me. Awesome, awesome. Amazing Spider-Man uh, movie with your amazing wife. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, so I did see it that night, though. I saw it Sunday night by myself. I went to the uh, movie house uh, over by where we work. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie house. They, they, they have food and all kinds of good stuff over there. Not the one on 620. Uh, yeah, the one on 620. Near 183? Yeah. That's yeah. Alamo. No, 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 not that one. That's Alamo Draft House. There's a different one, like, really close to our office. Oh, okay. It's like an, uh, it's an, like an Alamo Draft House. Anyway, I had a, a really good root beer float, and I, I wanted a beer, and then when I got there, I went, you know what? It's late. I should probably drink a, a root beer. <laughs> so that's the go. that's the direction I went that night. So again, I apologize. The next time though, the next movie that is up on the docket, I think is it actually going to be Thor. Um, that's going to be the next one I know is it's gonna, that we're going to review. And uh, I can't I can't pronounce that name for that movie. Thor Rang Ragnarok 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 Ragnarok. I can't yeah. pronounce it right. So it's, it's it's the Norse end times. I got you. I got you. So yeah. Um, we're gonna get get you know we're gonna get to it, Monkey Boy. Don't you worry. You and I tag teaming the next movie. So, uh, but let me just talk about wrestling real quick. Uh, got a show. I'm, I'm gonna make sure this podcast comes out this week. This Saturday, you can catch me at DZW. That's in Houston. Uh, DZW promotion. It's actually in Katy. Uh, and actually, the TV taping. Uh, we're keeping on recording uh, TV tapings at every DZW show. So we got a TV deal. So look out for that. RomeoFalcon.com, all that good stuff. You can see my upcoming appearances. But this Saturday, it'll be in Katy, Houston area. DZW promotion. Looking forward to that. And also, to go along with wrestling news, I, I, I can't give too much away. But I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers that this is going to happen. Uh, Primo's Wrestling out of Denver has a monthly show. And in September, they have uh, a tournament called Slave to the Death Match. And I'm crossing my fingers that I will be at that show in some way, shape, or form. So I'm talking with uh, Primo's management, and hopefully Romeo Falcon will be a part of this year's 2017 Primo's Slave to the Death Match. I'm not going to give any more details away. Just know that in Denver, in September, Slave to the Death Match, there's a strong possibility that Romeo Falcon will be in attendance and or on the card of that show. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm excited about it though. Cool. Very excited. You seem very pumped. I'm I'm so pumped about it. Uh it's just it's the way the stars are aligning and and I really hope uh I hope it works out. That's all I can say. I I'm really excited. So, uh follow Primo's Hardcore or Primo's Wrestling and also the Slave to the Death match has its own Facebook page. So, Slave to the Death match, look them up. Uh, so shout out to my Denver fans out there and hopefully i'll see you guys in september so let's move on though spider-man homecoming i i i'm really excited about this because going into this film monkey boy i was very much happy 
with the last franchise, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Some of you people, my Twitter fans and you know followers of the podcast, are gonna go Romeo really, but I liked it. I liked Andrew Garfield. I, I said it right there. Boom, put my hand down. Yeah, I only watched one of them, I think, um, and <clears throat> since I can't really remember it, I thought it was all right. I remember that Denny Slurry was in it. You yes, know? he was. Um, uh, he was. He was the. You know, Stacy. Stacy. Yep. Yeah. Gwen Stacy's dad. Yeah. Captain Stacy. Yeah. In the police force. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. There's not really ever been a a bad Spider-Man movie in like the past twenty years. Are you sure? Because Spider-Man three was pretty bad. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't see that <laughs> one. So. Well, you're not missing much. I mean, <laughs> the guy from that '70s show playing Eddie Brock and Venom was just not good. It wasn't yeah. good at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, actually avoided or just didn't see any of the uh, trailers or anything for this movie. Uh, well, that's awesome. I, I know I I was really I was really following the trailers. I was following everything from uh, you know, Captain America: Civil War and how they're you know bringing Spider Man into the MCU. I was very very wary of this new kid, Tom Holland, uh, playing. Peter Parker and Spider-Man because I don't know I, I just looked at him too much of a, as a kid and I, I was like nah uh-uh, I, I just see you too much as as a kid I, I want to see more of an a, a, a butt kicking Spider-Man and it, it wasn't fitting with me but then the little part he had in Civil War I was like oh, I'm gonna give it a chance I'm giving it a chance and I liked it yeah you know a lot of people were the same way about Michael Keaton as Batman we we did we had a conversation about that too. You're right. Uh, and Michael Keaton is Batman, in my opinion, except for Kevin Conroy. I think Kevin Conroy is like Batman to me, because he's the voice of Batman. Oh in yeah, the from the series. Anime series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I am Batman. Like that to me, that was Batman. So, uh, anyway, uh, going back, let's get back on Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're digressing. Yeah. Well, now we digress. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. I love the way – I'm just going to break this down to uh, from the moment the movie started to where it end, and then we're going to bring it all together. So the moment the movie started, I liked it as far as seeing how Spider-Man was reacting to how he participated in Civil War. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually, even before it started during the credits – during the Marvel, you know, thing. you heard the Spider-Man. Theme. Yeah, you heard the Spider-Man theme, yeah, like yeah. like weaved into the into the song, and I was like, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I like that thing, too. The only thing I don't like about it is that they took away all the comic book stuff and put the movie stuff in the Marvel intro. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Instead of it being Marvel comics, it's MCU. Yeah, I mean, it starts yeah. off with like one comic, and then it goes straight to the MCU. MCU stuff. stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I'm okay with that because I mean, that's truthfully what we're watching. We're watching yeah. the MCU. This yeah, is I mean, now... I just I just preferred the old one. Yeah, the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is an entity in itself, and I think you know, we really, I at this point of the of these films. I don't even look at comic books as in they're going off of the comic books for this movie because, yes, they are, but at the same time, the Marvel MCU is, you know, it's, it's, its completely own. separate. Exactly. It's its own thing, and they're yeah. doing it their way. Yeah, they, they there's references and homages to the comics, it right. seems like, but they're not like, oh, we're going to follow this storyline. Exactly. You know? We're gonna we're gonna go do the you know the the birth of Venom storyline or something. Right. It, it, it's 
again, I think, uh, you know, comics at this point are just reference points for the MCU. And what I mean by that is names. You know, like, yeah. you know, oh, you know who that name is. Uh, that references him being this character. Yeah, we're gonna drop that name here. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I really like that Homecoming. You know, right off the bat is just Spider-Man. Uh, we didn't go through the entire the timeless origin story. He was bit. He was here. He yeah, was there's just there. like a there's a, a brief reference to it. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you know, unless you're under the age of ten, you probably know the origin of spider-man you probably know the origin of batman too yeah you know those are the like the most overtold origin stories i think absolutely you know, and we didn't need another movie to explain that he was bitten by a radioactive spider and he learned how to crawl up a wall or, he, or genetically enhanced spider or genetically or enhanced spider whatever you want to say you know you, you screw you sony <laughs> so well, sony was part of this one sony so. was part of this one um and we're going to touch on that, too, because I think I have a, a theory on why MJ was MJ in this one and not the way we are so used to referencing MJ in the Spider-Man universe. So uh, right off the bat, though, I was afraid of this being more of a buddy superhero movie, thinking it was going to be Spider-Man and Tony, Spar Tony Stark or Iron Man. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. <laughs> You're going to keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stank. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah, it, it, was, it's it not, wasn't. It's not a. It's not a Marvel team up. It wasn't a Marvel team up movie like I was anticipating because if you know, you don't notice because you didn't watch the trailers. Yeah. But in some of the trailers, you saw Spider Man zipping through the city and and Iron Man flying with him, and I went, oh, boo, we're gonna see that, and yeah. I, I, we did, and I, I was really happy to to have a lot less Tony Stark and actually a lot more happy. Yeah. We got more happy in this yeah. one, and and I like that because yeah. happy is a. a a, a very prominent and prevalent character in the MCU, but he doesn't get his just due. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. And, and he had so many good scenes in this film where you're like, ah, he's funny. Yeah. yeah. He's but funny. I mean, he's, he's not happy. He's not happy. He's not <laughs> but, happy at all but, that he was, but that's his name. Exactly. That's yeah. his name, but he wasn't happy that he had to be sort of Peter Parker's AKA Spider-Man's guardian or like, you know, nanny, nanny. There you go. Cause, considering all of the all of the nicknames they have for the protocols, that's probably the closest thing. Oh, that's right. Because the nickname for the protocol of the suit was uh, what, training was, wheels. Training wheels. That's what it was. And yeah. Then, and then the one where they where they recorded all his all everything he saw was baby monitor. Baby monitor. Yes, you're absolutely right. So you're picking up on some things that I didn't see. So right off the bat, um, Peter Parker. Uh, I thought I thought he was a very good Peter Parker. Uh, he, he looks closer to a teenager than any of the others I've seen. You're right. That's because he's like, like 21, I think. I, I think you're right. I think he just turned 21 or at least, you know, he's in his early 20s. And, yeah, you're right. He, he came off as a kid, and he wasn't a man. He was – he's in that stage of, of entering – He's Spider-Teen. Yes, Spider-Teen. He's starting to get, you know, legs or hair in uh, weird places. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not extra legs. Hopefully not that. Now that storyline would actually be really cool if they did that one. I'd yeah. love to see that, but I don't think they're ever going to do it at yeah. this point. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, well, let's go into what you what you, know you what? thought. There's a big thing that we should have said way before this. Okay. And that's there's gonna be a whole lot of spoilers in this. Oh right, I forgot. A spoiler alert: we're giving away so many spoilers. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, 
you can stop now. You can actually laugh at us now and go, okay, that was silly. Listen to us in another like couple hours after you see Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, go see the movie. We'll go wait. see the movie. Yeah, we're going to just sit here in silence. We're right, we're right here. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? You're too late because we're talking about it now. <laughs> All right, so um, right off the bat, uh, the very beginning of the movie, uh, we're introduced to Tombs as well. Right yeah. after we go through the whole building up of Civil War, we're introduced to Vulture. We're introduced to Tombs. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool because Tombs is a normal guy, hardworking guy, got a city contract, cleaning up the Avengers, Avengers. nest yeah. from the from the Avengers movie, which, again, you're, you're bringing a Spider-Man movie into the MCU. Yeah. Let's face it. Spider-Man lives in New York. That took place in New York. Yeah. So now we're seeing other movies picking up the mess of what happens. I mean – they never really touch on the fact that you have all these giant dead aliens hanging around New yeah. York. Somebody's got to clean it up. Yeah. And they showed that. Yep. And I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, the, the vulture starts out as a uh, working class villain. Yes. Yes. Just a, just a you know, hard hat wearing, tough guy just trying to make ends meet for his wife and daughter. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? It seemed like he was like either the foreman or the company owner. Yep. It was a small company. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I like that they did that as well. I, I really, I, I enjoyed that, um, and, and I, I, I was, I, I liked how it jumped into where he was then. You know what happened, and then, then eight years later, exactly eight years later, because I didn't realize it was eight years that since we've seen the very first Avengers. Yep. Like uh, when he, when it said that, like eight years later, I went, that can't be right. And I did the math, and I went, holy crap, that was eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> holy crap, man. The MCU, you guys, you guys oh, are doing it right. Homecoming is what nineteenth movie that they've made. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I have no idea if that's counting the uh, like Eric Bana, Incredible Hulk, or Hulk or whatever they called it. Yeah, no, you probably can't. not. You can't count. Nobody that. counts that. No one counts. <laughs> it did have the best Betty Ross though. I'll give you that. Uh, you didn't like Liv Tyler as Betty Ross. I've got it. I've always had a thing for Jennifer Connelly. We had a conversation about that in the office. You're right. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly is a hottie. She and, and she's back. Yeah. In the now she she went from being Betty Ross and M to the MCU uh, as the voice of uh, the suit. Yeah. Of uh, Spider Man suit. Karen. As Karen. Her. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is uh, a fun little fact about this. You brought this to my attention. Yeah. That uh, Karen, Jennifer Connelly, is in real life married to Charvis. Who is played by Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany. So there you go. Little FF fun fact. There you go. Jarvis and Karen are in real life married. That's yeah. fun. I think that's fun. Yeah. You reference that. That's why you're on this podcast, Monkey Boy, because you are a valuable encyclopedia of useless knowledge. <laughs> or a cesspool of useless knowledge, either way. Or a cesspool of useless knowledge. <laughs> I'm calling you an encyclopedia of useless knowledge. I'm being nice to you, all right, monkey boy? <laughs> well, there's always a first time for everything. <laughs> I'm nice to you all the time. See, now you're making me to be the heel. On, on the old shows, I was the baby face and they were the heel. Now you're flipping it. I'm the heel and you're the baby face. How did this happen? This is my podcast. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So getting back into it, uh, we're introduced to Tombs. Tombs is, you know, you can see where his frustration is. He just got kicked out being in the city contract. And now the S.H.I.E.L.D. people, or, or actually not the S.H.I.E.L.D. people, but the Starks. Stark's company is taking over for cleanup. Damage control. Damage control. And Wasn't 
was the comic Damage Inc. or Damage Control? Because there was a comic about in Marvel about them going around and cleaning up. That's going to be something that I ask my fans uh, and, and get at me at, on my Twitter and let me know if that's Damage Inc. or Damage Control as a comic book in the yeah. Marvel. Or am I thinking of Damage Inc. because that's a Metallica song? That could be a Metallica song. Too. It is a Metallica it song. It is a Metallica song, but that could be why you're going there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just accept that and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know why Tombs is, is turned, or yeah. at least mad, because boom, he got kicked out, and now he's pissed. Eight years later, he's got to find work, and they they kept the the tech they kept a a, a small amount of technology um, that was illegally illegally exactly yeah. it was all supposed to be given over to whoever so uh, but that's okay but then we also see this other gentleman that's working with Tombs his little his little nerdy guy oh yeah yeah who yeah. actually here we go guys now you're starting to get the Easter eggs here that's actually the Tinkerer yep. I didn't realize that until recently that that guy is a villain too in Spider-Man's comic book. He's the tinkerer. Yep. He's the brains of a lot of the technology that is used throughout Spider-Man's villains. Yeah. So, I also like that, and this may not have been what they intended, but I like that it shows how the villains are getting the technology. You know, yes. because they they, you know, the Vulture and his crew. Are getting it they're finding more of it they're stealing it and then they're selling it to other people yes so now we're finding out why these villains are villains and how they are capable of being villains because now we're, we're learning that just because a guy throws on a cape and says i don't want to be good i want to be bad well you got to have some something to back it up and that's where they're getting the technology from these guys are are equipping other villains which is where we start going into the movie, and we're introduced to Glover's character. I can't think of his name. You might have it written down. I don't. I don't have it written He becomes down. the Prowler. Yeah. And he's actually trying to buy tech from the Shocker. So Yeah. Uh, which is, which or the is, Shockers. Or actually. the Shockers, because you're right. Uh, here, here comes the spoilers, guys. Um, there's one guy that's calling himself the Shocker. He gets all pissed off at Tombs, and he feels like he can overthrow him and kind of like, hey, you're an old man. I'm the Shocker. I'm doing my own thing and, and making my own moves. He's actually shooting off like technology in the middle of like suburbia. Yeah. And, you know, causing a ruckus and bringing attention to Toombs' little operation there because he even references it in the movie that, hey, I'm selling all this technology under the radar. Yeah. The Avengers haven't caught on yet. Nobody's caught on yet. So keep it low key where this dude Shocker, Shocker 1, it's like, psh, man, we're making money. I can be bad as I want to be. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And what does Tombs do? Picks up a ray gun, shoots him, and immediately disintegrates him. Looks over at Tink and goes, hey, I thought that was the, the anti-gravity gun. Anti-gravity gun. Oh, and he, oh, well, tosses the shocker gimmick to the next guy. He's like, hey, you're the shocker now. Yeah. And he rolls with it. I also kind of thought it was funny that uh, – he, uh, when the shocker's like getting ready to say, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, leaving and take, you know, you can't, you can't let have, have me be out there because of all the stuff I know. Mm-hmm. Um, just before that, he's like, you go around calling yourself the shocker, like you're some kind of wrestler or something. Ah, yeah, yeah. And that just that I, that kind of giggled at that. And, and like the wrestler gimmick or, or reference, I think that's great too because um, there's always a piece of wrestling in Spider-Man's world because. You know, in the origin story, he was a wrestler. So there's always those little Easter eggs of, like, wrestler references because of that. And I think that's pretty cool. And I I don't know if you know this. I know this. But 
both of the guys who were the shocker, once they had on the glove thing that made them the shocker, the first guy, uh, specifically, I know, it was easier to see, he had yellow sleeves, yellow sleeves. with the with the diamond the stitching. stitching. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I did notice that. Now, here's something I don't know if you noticed, uh, Monkey Boy. He only had one shocker arm. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, traditionally, he shocker both. has both. Yeah. And this one, he only had one shocker arm. Uh, so I, I don't know if I like that or if maybe it as It does make going... more sense, though, because the way he had to hold it, he was holding it the whole time. And if he's going to, like, steal stuff, he needs another hand free. Yeah, that's true because, uh, you know, in the in the comics and the cartoons that we're used to, you know, they're just little bands, bands. that go yeah. over his hands so he can still use his hands and, and pick things up. And this one, they really, you know, emphasizing tech. Yeah. You know, that it's it's tech. It's real-life stuff. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, probably in the next incarnation he'll have it as part of a suit, right? Instead of just something he has to hold, right? And I, and I right, you're right, because right now it was kind of a big giant hammer looking, like a, it looked like a Hellboy arm, <laughs> yeah, almost <laughs> like a Hellboy arm. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought I thought um, that was a subtle way to implement a, another villain without having it overshadow the prevalent villain, which was Vulture. Yeah. And I, I thought that was that was great that they kept on target. Yeah, you had the Tinkerer. Yeah, we got Shocker, Shocker working from this crew, but the main guy, the leader, the one that's that's calling all the shots, is, is still Tombs, Vulture. Is Vulture, yeah. and I thought that was great. Um, now let's get into a little bit more of Parker and 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 what his circle uh, circle is. Uh, here's what I did like, and here's what I didn't like about Parker's circle. Uh, and I'm not talking about Spider-Man at this point because we know Spider-Man's circle. He's trying to get in the Avengers. Yeah, but the Parker circle. I'm traditionally uh, accustomed to Spider-Man, or I'm sorry, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Aunt May, Mary Jane, Felicia Hardy, and uh, it's Gwen Stacy. I'm used to those characters being with them in high school, and obviously Flash, yeah, Flash, Flash Thompson. Um, so I'm used to those as being his main people. And in this one, we have... But Felicia Hardy wasn't with him in, in high school. No, I guess you're right. She was, she, she was she actually came older out. than him. Yeah, she came along. Yeah. So let me just let me scratch that one. So as far as his high school clique is concerned, uh, you know, I'm used to Gwen Stacy. I'm used to Mary Jane and Flash Thompson. What about Liz Allen? Well, Liz Allen is a, I, I'm, that's another one. I know she's prevalent in, in the comics. Yeah. But it's not what you're used to. It's not what I, exactly. I'm not used to that. And don't get me wrong. I thought she was great in the, in this film. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of diversity in this film. Liz Allen is is multiracial. You yeah. know, I love seeing her mom because actually, you know, her the, the woman that played her mom was uh, is Garcelle. Can't remember the last name. Tweet me on that one. But she's from the the show Jamie Fo the Jamie Fox show. Okay. And I've always I've always crushed on her. <laughs> so I saw her. and I'm like, hey, she's still hot, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, and I like how Liz Allen's multiracial. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, I think they also use that a little bit to throw you off. Right. Later on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, Flash Thompson, not the blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah, he's Guatemalan. Jock. Yeah, he's, there you go. He's Guatemalan. Yeah, yeah the, the whole time, the first couple of minutes, I'm like, where have I seen him before? Where have I seen that actor before? And it was uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, and I haven't seen that. So you you told me I need to. You, we have it's, this... it's funny. It's, it's a Wes Anderson movie. So if you don't like some of his stuff, you might not like it. I might uh, if you don't like out. Royal Tannenbaums or. Or anything like that, you know, that he did. Those movies are good. They're okay. Yeah. They're okay. It's it's quirky humor. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
So Flash Thompson is Guatemalan uh, again. Well, the actor is the actor. Yeah. But again, you mean you see that he's ethnic. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not a white jock. Yeah. You know, Caucasian jock. You know. Yeah. Um, he's so, not. He doesn't seem to be a jock at all. He's not exactly. That's what I was about because to say. Because I'm not sure they would. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't have a jock. In that in that high school, even though it's like what science and technology high school. Yeah, it's one of the gifted schools yeah. that they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently, they have some sort of sports team because they've got a mascot. That's that's another thing I want to touch on. I, I'm going to touch on that in a second because that's something. To me, I think me and you are on the same page here. But yeah. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he he wasn't a jock, but he was. He seemed to be almost as smart as Peter Parker. Yeah, because they're on the same. They're on the same active decathlon team. Exactly. There you go. They're on that team. So I I thought that was interesting way of going about it. Yeah. Uh, I I wasn't seeing that coming. Uh, and but I liked it. I really did. Yeah. I mean, but you know, and everybody's used to the oh, you know, the jocks picking on the nerds type of thing. And he picked on them in a totally different different way. way. Yeah. Yeah. But Peter Penis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's family show, but hey, you know, Peter Penis. No, he called him a Penis Parker. Penis Parker, yeah. When I say penis, you say Parker. Yeah, Penis Parker. Sorry, I had it backwards, but Penis Parker. He was a weird DJ. He was a DJ at the party. It was, it was a little weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was a different spin on it. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I'm I not going to I'm not gonna say that it was my... It's not It's not the classic It's Flash not classic. Thompson. It's Exactly. It's not classic yeah. traditional. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is actually good. I think it's good that they're that they're getting away from the traditional classic stuff, because everybody knows that that's what they're expecting. So it's giving them little bitty changes, and then I mean, you know, get used to it or don't. I think Sony had a say in that too, though. In my opinion, I think Sony was like, "Hey, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, these guys are ours," and MCU was like, "Uh, I don't know," because we might see them in the Venom movie. Yeah, we might. We we don't know. But I, I thought it was a different twist on it. Or maybe it. they'll do a Spider Gwen movie. <laughs> maybe Gwenpool. Yeah, Gwenpool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, or, that'd be... or they were. I don't know if, if Sony had had so much as that they were like, you know, we're keeping these characters because I mean, yeah, they're kind of major characters, but they're still supporting characters. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're saying, well, I mean, they're still keeping the rights of Spider Man. Right. But it's not like saying you can't use a Peter Parker Spider Man. I got gotcha. you. Know? Um, and then we go into his new friend, which you made a good reference, uh, and I can't remember his name from the movie. Ned. Ned. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he's Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds. Uh, which, in the comics, is a reporter that works with Peter Parker, who at one point gets brainwashed to think he's the Hobgoblin. Ah, okay. Now, Ned, though, Ned I mean, looks like, I, what, oh, the character's name is, I think, Ganke? Okay. Or Ganko? Something, I forget, I don't don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Uh-huh. Um, from the Miles Morales comics, he looks like Miles's buddy, Gonke. So I, I the, think the that actor might've... looks just I, like him. Do you think that was a nod at Miles Morales and his, you know? I think they're trying to merge them. To, you think to so? merge a couple of different Spider-Man uh, ideas, and even though they're supposed to have, you know, Miles Morales is somewhere in the MCU. They've said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I and think, I hope so, you know, because I, I I've heard rumors that Miles Morales is going to be in the Venom movie. Yeah, I think that that what they're trying to do is, um, along with you know changing all the, all you know the, the diversity, adding the diversity and stuff, changing the races of the, of the people, mm-hmm. is they're also trying to bring parts from the other Spider Mans into this, so that you know once they introduce the other characters, you won't be like, where did this come from? They're like, oh yeah, they were doing something with that earlier. 
I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Of course, I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I mean, we we both could be wrong, yeah. but it's I, all speculation. Exactly. But fun speculation. Uh, I, I liked the new characters, though. I liked yeah. being introduced to all these new faces and finding out how they intertwine with Peter. You know, yeah. what's their purpose? This guy, he made the he made the reference. And, new and new faces gonna, with old names. Yes. Uh, throughout the movie, you know. Peter Parker's being Spider-Man, and there's a scene where he crawls through the window secretively, and uh, they're supposed to get together and build the Death Star. See, I, for some reason, I thought that was, like, almost right out of a, a Miles Morales issue. It might to where, be. To where his friend finds out yeah. by, you know, that in that way. Yeah. I mean, I could be misremembering. Well, I mean, it, it goes right into that, and the, and the kid Ned finds out Peter's Spider-Man. He's, like, asking a bunch of questions. Um Goofy questions. Goofy sometimes. questions like, you know, do you lay eggs? <laughs> you know, and that was actually a, a clever way yeah. to implement the origin story yeah. without having to retell it. Yeah, because what if I get bit by the spider? Exactly. Well, the spider's dead. Yeah, it, he went through the origin without having to go into the yeah. origin. I thought that was clever. Um, here's the thing about Ned, and, and this is where you people let me know if you guys got what, uh, what I thought compared to what monkey boy thought and compared to what my friend matt thought like when i was on the road here to your house um when ned said i want to be your your guy in the chair i immediately went professor xavier because it's new york it's the x-men i went xavier where did you go with that for the briefest of seconds i thought that too but okay. i was like it's like no that's not gonna make sense um because he has no powers right uh, he's not a mutant as far as we know yet. Um, and they're still keeping the MCU separate from the X-Men. Yeah, they are. So what I thought was it was he wanted to be more like... Uh, the Whistler to Blade. No, because Whistler to Blade is more like Micro to Punisher. Okay, that's... Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, more like going across to DC, more like Oracle to Batman. Yeah. To where, you know, once she was... Or uh, Bruce to Batman Beyond. I didn't watch any Batman Beyond or read any, unfortunately. It's good. Um, but, yeah, you know, or going even further out into a movie that probably very few people have seen, or probably maybe a bunch have seen, that Melissa McCartney movie, McCarthy movie, Spy. Yes. Where she's, she, like, walks Jude Law through, like, you know, being a spy. That's what I thought that he was referring to. You know, he wants to be the person that, like, you know, helps him out. From afar, you know, hacks computers, you know, tells them where to go, stuff like that. I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I get that, and that's exactly what Matt said. He's that the guy in the chair, the guy in the ear, the Jarvis to Spider-Man, and uh, I, I can dig that. But in my crazy X-Men head, and because I love X-Men with all my heart, he immediately said, "I want to be your guy in the chair." I went, "Xavier, they're referencing X-Men," and I guess I just thought too hard into it. But that's my thing on that. Um, Ned, I thought, was a great supporting cast member. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest scenes in the movie was when he is being the earpiece. The guy in the chair. And the guy in the chair. And the principal walks in on him in the computer room. He goes, what are you doing here? Why aren't you at the dance? And he looks at her and goes, I was watching porn. <laughs> I thought I was like, wow. Yeah. That's a surefire way to make sure that you weren't doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that was a, that was a LOL moment. Uh, I laughed out loud. I did. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty good. So let's get into some of the. Uh, you know the rest of his classmates are all right out of the comics. Even MJ. 
That's the only one that's not. I was going to say, because that was the one yeah. I was about to reference right now. I was like, yeah, at the very end it. of the movie, um, she says her name's Michelle. Michelle and, Jones. Yeah, Michelle Jones. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And then she goes, but you can call me MJ. And I went, what? I like the part where she said, um, talking about, she said something about Peter, Peter Parker. And she's like, I'm not stalking him. I just, I just, I just knew where he was, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or I'm not obsessed with him. I think is what I'm she not said. obsessed with him. So I think secretly you can see that she does like Peter. Yeah, there's something's going on. Something's there. going on there, and I think yeah. that at that moment too, they actually look at each other, and make eye contact, and you can see there's something between the two of them that they didn't even notice until now. Yeah. So, uh, but going into the, staying on topic of the school, here's something, and and we made eye contact when <laughs> we were talking about this. Let's get back to the tiger, because there's two scenes in the movie, not just one, but two scenes where the mascot runs through the school like he's late or something. I only remember seeing one. There's but, two. Okay. There's two scenes, and that's why I'm, I'm bringing this up. If anybody figures this out, tweet me, because I think there's some sort of Easter egg pertaining the tiger running through the school late. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a reference to Mary Jane always calling Peter Tiger. That's exactly what I think, too. Because she always says it. She goes, let's face it. You hit the jackpot, Tiger. Yeah. Like, she always says that. That, that was his nickname. Yeah. That was her nickname for him. So I, I, I saw that, too. Um, so I think I think you're right. And that's when, that's what I got from it. Yeah, because they showed, at one point, they show like, the, the school name with the mascot. Mm-hmm. You know, it says the Midtown Science Technology Tigers. And I, I started laughing, and my wife was like, "What? I don't get it. Yeah. There's a lot of like references to. There's a lot of references and homages to the other Spider-Man movies. Here's one that maybe you didn't catch, but my friend Matt caught while I was talking to him just now. So get this, he's he's hanging upside down, and he had saved all of the students, and yeah. Liz is sitting there, and Karen says, "Kiss her, kiss her." Exactly. That was okay. So you did get it. Yeah. I didn't get it, and now I, I'm bringing it up now because that was a reference to the first movie when he kisses Mary Jane upside down. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Oh my gosh! I didn't get that, but I got it now. Yeah. Um, Branzino, I brought that up to you. Yeah, that one I didn't. I didn't catch. Yep. I was obviously wasn't paying enough attention to the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yep. Um, because Flash says when they're late to the dance, hey, you know, sorry, you know, I wanted my Branzino cooked all the way, paying reference to the very first Amazing Spider-Man where he goes to Gwen Stacy's house and they're having what, Branzino. So and then the Stacys. Say, hey, Peter, do you need help eating your Branzino? Is it not cooked all the way? Something along those lines. So I was like, oh, that's fun. So they're referencing all these little, you know, things about, you know. So I think that was really cool how they did that. So now let's get into um, some more of the characters' development. So we obviously now know Peter's group. Um, Yep. Spider-Man's suit is now explained to us a lot more. That's pretty much a character in itself in this movie, which I thought was yeah, actually really cool because in the other Spider-Man movies, we've always seen Peter make, make his, his, own, his suit. own suit. Which, I mean, that was that was one of the, the cool things I liked about Spider-Man is that he wasn't a billionaire. He, like, you know, made his own suits, needed to repair his own suits, mm-hmm. you know, up until – Amazing Spider-Man 252 or something when when he comes back from the Secret Wars. Right. Um, because he comes back with, you know, with the symbiote. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he always, he always made his web shooters. He, he did all that. And he still do, can do that. I mean, because, you know, they see they, he goes back to his non-Stark suit for a brief period in the movie. 
because he's forced to. Right. Um, but it's that you know he can he can still do all the, all the stuff that that you know he was doing as Spider Man without the tech. Is it me or did that suit that he had without, or the the Stark suit I'm gonna call it? Is it me or did his old suit look very much like Scarlet Spider suit? Was it not to you or to me it looked a little Scarlet Spider esque? I gotta admit I'm like when it comes to all the different spiders, mm-hmm. I only know one other one besides Miles Morales, and that's Peter Tw- Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Or, I was no, gonna say twenty ninety nine. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I've, I've read some twenty ninety nine back in the day, but no, I don't. I don't know enough about Scarlet Spider to memorize his suit. Okay, I, I probably I, did. I don't know. Check it out. Uh, when we get done with this, let's pull it up. Um, tweet me, send me some pictures, guys, um, and that way I can show Monkey Boy. So, yeah, I, I thought it looked a little Scarlet Spider esque, but I, I really like, like I said. That he you should you see the suit is his own character and and Tony gives him that suit because in the last uh, few Spider-Man movie or franchises, yeah you see him making his suit but you you only get to see him kind of making a suit yeah. because he's like making variations and then all of a sudden ba-da, he's like appears in the a final suit, suit. Yeah. and it, and the detail on that suit's like how did you do that we get that you grabbed a, a, a needle and thread but how did you really make the I don't know. Like you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of like in Deadpool, the movie. Yeah. When uh when he starts out, you know, he's wearing like a white hoodie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got blood all over it at the end of it. Yeah. You know, and then he he slowly progresses uh through a montage. Right. Um they didn't do that in any of the old Spider Man's I remember. Mm No they didn't. Um they could have, but they probably didn't have the time. Yeah. Um uh, and, and everybody everybody's expecting him to be in the Spider Man suit. Right. Um, but I, I thought the suit was a, a, a character in itself, and I thought it was a good character. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I thought the drone was a little hokey. I thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I thought it's like j- it's like Spider Man suit is mixed with Iron Man stuff. I mean, some of the stuff I can kind of see. You know, the like, wings was cool. Yeah, I mean, the that's, parachute that's was okay. The parachute was all right. Um, but the you know, and being able to you know like do the. The way they, they kind of explain how the eyes change shape, mm-hmm. you know, is it is like zooming in on stuff and he's, you know, looking at different things or whatever. I love the know. whole one shot kill thing. They yeah. Like, that. What is that? What is that? Yeah. yeah. One shot kill activated. No, 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 no. Turn that off. <laughs> Why do you keep going to that? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. But I, I thought the same thing about the drone. I'm like, like, I know drones are like the big thing right now, but did we really need a drone spider like to follow him around? Ah, it yeah. was too. I don't know. I didn't like it. And also, they didn't play up the spider sense. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I mean, so you, right. You kind of see it uh, when he's dodging stuff. You know, like when he's dodging the the uh, wings and stuff from from Vulture. Mm-hmm. You kind of see it. You know, to where he does it like right before. Mm-hmm. But they don't. I don't remember them mentioning it. I don't remember them making a big deal out of it. And I think only in the first. Um, trilogy did they really emphasize spider sins yeah which they emphasize the spider sins and they ne- they didn't do web shooters in that one. that's the biggest thing i hated about that mo- those movies is they didn't do web shooters shooters <laughs> i said did i really say that web shooter sorry family show i didn't mean to say it that yet but it came off <laughs> that would be if he was like a real spider yeah <laughs> but i didn't like how he had the little little weird balls on his wrist like like, dude, how do you wear a wristwatch? And then, like, I think people would notice that you have these big white 
pus looking balls on your wrist. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, I'm getting yeah. off. I'm getting into a tangent here. Yeah. So, uh, I thought it was, I thought I, I thought the suit was great. I yeah. really did. Yeah, the suit the suit was really good. You know, it had some neat tricks in it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the the thing with the you know what 500 something different combinations of of webbing a little bit overkill that was overkill seeing how he just needs in my opinion like two or three two or three exactly he needs like straight up web and then he needs like the big spray web and then you know i don't know like the the shocker one was kind of cool yeah or maybe uh, i think the one to not the grenade web but it's where it's like a little a little ball of webbing that knocks people out or knocks them out of the way or whatever yeah i think he could have used that um, now, the way he got the training wheels off kind of made me think that's something that Tony Stark would have done. Even though Tony Stark, you know, early on is like, like here's the suit. Don't do anything I would do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Gives you a small gray area to work in, you know. And then he go, you know, he's like, he, he gets rid of the tracking, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't want Happy or, or Tony to know exactly where he is at all times. Right. Uh, and during that, they find the the uh, uh, program or app or whatever it is that is keeping it in training wheels mode, and they disable that. Yeah, and and Ned did it. It yeah. wasn't even really Peter. Ned did it. He was the yeah. one that was like tinking around in there, going, "Hey, dude, you, your thing's set to training wheels mode." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And then you know he tells him, "Turn it off." Yeah. And Ned is actually the voice of reason right there. Yeah, he's like, "No, nah, he's like, no, nah, I don't think we should." And he's the voice of reason, and he and he ends up doing it. Um, yeah, which another is really is really kind of interesting. Why they would have a USB port on the mini USB? No, I thought it was a USB port. It was mini USB. Are you sure? Pretty sure. It looked like it was just a regular USB A. I thought it was mini. But anyway, a USB connector. They plug in computer. You can plug in a computer, and it has like hardly any security at all. So if you plug it in, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. <laughs> We don't know if Ned had to get through a few firewalls, okay? We don't know if he had suit... to hack some passwords. Yeah, <laughs> we pa- don't. The know. passwords are all Tony Stark because you know he's a megalomaniac. Yeah, we we don't know if it had Wi-Fi. <laughs> it obviously did. Yeah, you're right. It, it probably did. It did. Um, that's what all the on the, some of the lines on the head are for. Ah, they're yes. the antennas. You think it was like LTE, 4G LTE? Oh, who knows what Stark supposedly has? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's using Verizon because I think that's like the – it could have been T-Mobile. Yeah, but I think if it was T-Mobile, he wouldn't have been able to get a lot of phone calls. I don't know. I don't know how their coverage is in New York. I don't know either. If you guys know what the best cell phone coverage is in New York, let <laughs> us know because that's probably what they're using in the Spider-Man suit. So let's just no, keep that. No, what they're probably using in the Spider-Man suit is some sort of proprietary Stark thing. Probably right. Probably right. Um, now let's get into what I thought – was really fun about this movie and that was the comedic part of it it was so many haha moments in that and, and they made and again I'm, I'm referencing my buddy matt here because i was just talking to him there was a lot of moments in the movie that they made fun of spider-man oh yeah in yeah. a manner of speaking the scene that i'm talking i'm thinking of is when he was trying to get towards that explosion and he's in the suburbs and he's swinging and, and then he, he lands at the golf, and lands golf in the golf course, and he looks up, yeah. and you're like, "Oh crap!" He well, can't he, swing on anything. Yeah, he try, he tries to swing on something, and, and there's nothing to connect to. So he has to run. Yeah. And I thought, like, that is so clever because I guess 
you always think it's Spider-Man. He can swing on anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not, not if it's a, low. Yeah. You not know, a, so I, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, kind of in that scene or after that scene during the chase scene, it's where they have him running through backyards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's an homage to Ferris Bueller. Ferris Day Bueller, yeah. And, of course, you know, for the younger people, they have to – Give, show you that you know somebody's watching Ferris Bueller as he runs by. Yes, I, I which thought. you know, I mean, some people wouldn't have made the made the connection. Like I said, some younger people that haven't seen Ferris Bueller wouldn't make the connection. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, I thought that was really cool too that they did that. Uh, that was a lot. Uh, there's a lot of little homages right yeah. there, but and the, I mean the other thing is that it's he's only done one thing before this that was officially Spider-Man. You know, he did the. Berlin thing where he stole Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, supposedly he did some stuff that showed up on YouTube, but it was like little things. So he's, he's learning how to be Spider-Man. Exactly, he's learning how to how to be Spider-Man, how to be a hero, what it takes. Um, he's learning. He's learning a lot about his powers. You know, yeah. he doesn't know what he can and can't do yet, uh, which is great. Um, so let's get back into something that I think we 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 skipped on. One one character, it just hit me. Uh, we forgot about Gargan. Oh yeah, we forgot about Gargan. Yeah, the fact that you had you had you had uh, you know the the Tinkerer, you had the Vulture, you had Shocker. You well, had the a... thing about Gargan is, I figured we'd wait till the end because well, Gargan was also on the boat though. Yeah, he was on the boat, and and I thought that was cool too because see, we see Gargan and we see he has a scorpion tattoo on his neck. Yeah, and then we see a car hit him and knock him off the boat, and yeah. he's just gone. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay, that that was the scorpion. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. So, yeah. and the character, the actually the actor who plays that, uh, I think I wrote his name down somewhere. Um, it's Michael something. I think he's a great actor. Um, he's been in a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was in Better Call Saul. Um, he's been in Orphan Black. He was in a video game called Far Cry Three, which is where I first saw him. He does the voice of like one of the main bad guys and the, the bad guy is actually modeled after him so it looks like him oh cool it, yeah he's got some really good lines in that but I think he's a good actor you know uh, and I he's don't, mostly I don't know his stuff bad guys you know well but. it makes sense that he's playing Gargan yeah so yeah um so now we're getting towards the meat and potatoes of things here's let's get into Vulture because this is something that I, I really want to touch on too is Vulture he was so dark not as the Vulture as him as tombs. as tombs he was more villainous as tombs than he was as the vulture well it's because as the vulture he was just doing he was actually you know 99 percent of the time he was committing the crimes or stealing or whatever you know in the vulture suit mm-hmm. whereas out of it you know he's the brains of the operation he has to be uh you know as ruthless as possible to make all these guys follow him you know because They've all they've all joined a life of crime at that point. And and see, it was to me, I didn't until Peter walks through the door to pick up Liz. I didn't I didn't put it together. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And I, that's why I said I think that you know the the mixed the biracial uh, parents is was kind of partially there to throw you off. Yeah. So, so you didn't so you didn't think oh well Liz is you know Liz is uh, the vulture's daughter especially if you you're like oh that's Liz Allen. Right, you know your your cousin. <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. <laughs> what? Kayfabe. 
it's a wrestling reference. You can't reference real life while we're in the podcast world. Okay, fair. Okay. I'm Romeo Falcon. <laughs> or are you? Or am I? <laughs> no, like, and that was the thing. As soon as he picks up Liz, um, he answers the door, and I'm like, oh, dang. And then <clears throat> what I liked is in that scene, he drops Liz off at the, at the dance, and he's like, hey, I have to have the, the, the dad talk. And the dude pulls out a Glock. And he has yeah, the conversation. See, the thing is, the thing is, I didn't get to see that because oh, that's right. I was, I had you had you a potty know, break. Yeah, I had to run to the restroom, and I should. My wife had just gone because she's like, "Oh, there's probably not gonna be much here." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, he's just he's at the house meeting the dad," and it seemed like that he was pulling off the "I'm just the nervous, you know, boyfriend, go, you know, introvert yes. boyfriend going on a on a you know to the prom." Or whatever, homecoming, homecoming or what it was, obviously, because Spider-Man Homecoming. homecoming. There you go. Um, you know, with your daughter, and then once they get in the car, and he starts asking questions, and they start, you know, he, he starts putting he, it he together. puts it together. He puts it together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why he's a mastermind. Yes, yeah, he puts it but together. It was, it and was, then, and you went to the restroom and this is what I got out of this scene. So, so Peter's in the back seat. He knows at this point, he knows that they know, and he's like, "Crap, I'm screwed." Vulture, Tombs, whatever, pulls out a Glock out of the glove box and puts it on the seat, pretty much. And he's talking to Peter, and he's all like, hey, man, you saved my daughter. I'm going to give you a free pass. Stay out of my business, or I'm going to kill you. And in my opinion, that is more villainous than him being the Vulture going, Spider-Man, I'm going to get you. Like, yeah. no. You know, I get it. You're a villain. Ah, Spider-Man, I don't like you. But in that scene, it was real. He was like, hey, he's like, save my I'm daughter. Gonna I'm going to shoot a, a 15-year-old in the face. Yes, and that's what I got out of it. Like, you saved my daughter. There's your pass. Yeah. No more. You screw with me again. I'm going to kill you. And yep. here's a gun. I will put it in your face, and I will kill you. And I'm, I watched that part going, okay, that was dark. <laughs> In my opinion, that, yeah, that to like me it was, was like yeah. heavy. And and to, you know, actually Michael Keaton was like great in this movie. I thought so too. You know, Michael Keaton's one of those guys, and, and we've said this before, and I told you in the office. Uh, it's like Michael Keaton, John Leguizamo, and like Edward Norton. Those are like the three actors, in my opinion, that can just do anything across the board, anything across the board. Probably yeah. Yeah, I mean John Leguizamo he was in drag. He was clown and Spawn. You know, he he, he, was, he was a seal in uh, uh, what is that one Deci executive decision? There you go, executive decision. Yeah. I well, love John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to be a guest on the Geeks and Wrestling podcast. Get at me, John Leguizamo. I'm gonna tweet him, and he's gonna hit me back up, and I'm gonna get him on the show. All right. So we'll see. you never know. Yeah. You never know. You just never know. All right. So now we've gotten through all the meat and potatoes. Uh. The fun comedic references were great. It was a lot of fun. A lot of I liked that that the new MJ had a lot of comedic references and comedic and jokes that she got. To she throw did. Out. She did have a lot of. And I love the scene where he was locked in the room and he, you see the whole thing of him doing all that stuff. And then he goes to Karen. He's like, "How long have I been in here? Thirty six minutes." minutes? Yeah. He's like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> yeah, that that was very much a teenager. Yes, yes, I, I like that. So now, obviously. Spider-Man beats the Vulture. He beats him. Well, so he finds the Vulture's 
hideout, driving a car to get there. Yes. And he doesn't know how to drive because he's Peter Parker. He's young. And well, he's young, and he lives in New York. He takes the subway everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and he steals Flash's car. Yeah, steals Flash's dad's car. Flash's dad's car. I think it was an Audi. Yeah, it was it? an Audi. I think. Yeah. It, I, I don't. I, it wasn't like an R8, but I think it was an A8, but or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But it you was. Sure, it wasn't a TT. It looked really expensive. Whatever it was. Yeah. An and expensive I, Audi. Expensive Audi. He wrecks, wrecks it. it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But then he gets to you know the Vulture's hideout. And and the vulture, you know, pulls a classic villain trick on him, mm-hmm. and then you know he's, he drops the building on him. Drops the building on him. Yep. And then and there's yes. another homage. Yep. Amazing Spider-Man 33 cover. Oh yes, where he's he's laying. He's, lift, he's 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 having to lift up the the rubble off of himself to get out. Oh, dude, I didn't see that one. See, encyclopedia of useless information. I had to look up the exact issue because that's a little before my time yeah but yeah. uh but yeah because so like i was like i know i've seen that before and they've actually they've done homages to that from other spider-man issues sure sure um yeah uh, and then you know he, he he fights through it he's like i gotta do this i gotta hero it up and yeah. he he gets out of the rubble oh yeah he gets the the uh, he remembers back to what stark told him about you know you can't wear the suit you know or if what does he say? If the if if the suit if you can't do it without the suit, you can't. You don't deserve the suit. Yeah, or something like that. yeah. If you yeah. got to be more than just the suit, if you something like that. Because because he says, you know, I'm nothing without my suit. suit. And, he's and he like, goes, you're, if not, you're nothing yeah, if you're without the suit. Then you sh- you don't deserve, deserve the, the suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where where Stark, you know, acted like an adult and a father, and and you know is like gets mad at him because he he you know he took the, he got it out of training wheels mode, which is pretty hypocritical of tony stark because tony stark would have done the exact same thing and he did do the exact same thing in the very first avengers he hacked shield yeah to find out the information yeah so yeah yeah like you can see the and that's the thing about these movies man is like you see the evolution of these characters none of them stay the same everybody evolves in the mcu like stark when he first started in this stuff he was the cocky arrogant it's all me and now he's like a team player, Avengers. I'm a recruiter. I'm the he's like the dad. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna recruit you guys. Do this thing, you know. And now the the big flip too, like Steve Rogers. Like you know, Steve is like he's and they reference it in the in this movie is that Steve is a vigilante. He, you know, he's he's uh, wanted. You know, he's still wanted from Civil War. Yeah. You know, we're starting to see the evolution of all of these characters in the MCU, and I think it's awesome. But speaking of Steve and the comedy. Those PSAs, PSAs, or what are they called? Oh them? my gosh, public to, service announcements. Well, yeah, I mean, I know what that PSA yeah. means, but I don't know if they call them that in school because that that looks like something that that I would have watched in school. You know, if if Captain America had been around, you know, the the, the were basically you, were you, know, you in school in the Reagan days? Were like Reagan? Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, there would be stuff like that. And it's, yeah, this is like that's something that would exactly would happen. Um, I kind of had wished that Hannibal Burris had a couple more lines, you know, the coach. Yes, yes, yes. But, he, he's uh, a good actor. Yeah, he he's a great comedian. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then Martin Starr as the as the coach of the of the uh, academic decathlon team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, oh, he was real quick. Good. Uh, I, I just don't. Got... Want, I don't want to lose a, a, a student again. Again, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I gotta throw it out there real quick. Uh, the fact that the this movie referenced my wrestling stable was really nice. I thought that was really uh, so. I want to I want to take this time to thank 
the Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures for taking the time to reference my wrestling stable. So thank you guys very much. I, I will be looking for my royalties check for that uh, because they paid homage to the chess club. So I thought that was really cool that they did that. So I'll be looking for my royalty check uh, for referencing my group, the chess club. So shout out. Yeah, I went there. I'm not, I'm not going to deflate your <laughs> I'm not going to deflate you in that one. I'll just, I'll just I'll just give you the glare and we'll move Dude, on. Come on, man. I mean, he was right there. It's a chess club. It was a sign. I mean, that's me. That's our thing. Come on. I'm going to take it. I'm it was a sign, it. all right. It was a sign, all right. <laughs> so, all right. So then Peter or Spider-Man, you know, gets to the vulture uh, because they keep referencing this whole thing, you know. The hey, high altitude. The high altitude. The, the something or other. The, the, the altitude suit. The altitude suit. High altitude. Uh, Seal oh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah a hermetic seal, seal or yeah, I like, yeah. yeah, and he kept saying no, no, no. Finally, he's like, let's do it. And yeah, he tells the tinker to go for. Yeah, can you make it? Yep. And, and he's like, like, oh yeah, yeah. So basically, the suit attaches itself to the plane as it's going really high in altitude, so him he can steal those parts. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Uh, he does that. Spider Man, you know, catches him, brings him down, and then as, when he brings down the plane, um, Spider Man saves tombs from from utter destruction yeah and that was really cool and that's pretty much not to be a complete nitpicker but if all that really important stuff was on there from stark industries why wasn't like iron man or a security detail uh you know i I think iron man or more machine should have been like you know escorting it right you know no, and it, and I don't think I, I I find it hard to believe that that drone would would you know convince them that it wasn't going somewhere else. Right, right, right. I I can see where you're coming there. But um, it's a Spider-Man movie. They they did they you know they were trying to focus more on the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing, um, they sell Stark Towers. Yeah. Who bought Stark Towers? Osborne. You think Osborne does? That's my guess. Oscorp probably bought it. I, see, and I disagree. Who do you think bought it? Reed Richards. Maybe, except that neither Sony nor Marvel has rights to Fantastic Four. Is that 20th Century Fox? Not yet. Not yet. So if we ever do a a Fantastic Four movie and we have a fun fact, is that going to be an FFFF? Ah! Fantastic Four, FFFF. I love it. It could be a, a quadruple F. There you go. Yeah. Little, or just a F4. F, F4. There you go. F4. But anyway. So, I digress. Um, I think within within the Marvel and Sony universe, it's probably like Oscorp or something like that bought it. I can give you, I can give you that. You know? And then, you know, at some point we're going to see Green Goblin come out of it. But what if we have a whole new take on Kingpin? What if Kingpin bought it? But Kingpin is in the uh, the Netflix MCU. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Which is kind of they need to cross those over. It's a parallel, but they just... they, they need to cross it over because you need to have Spider Man and Daredevil team up and do something, and then you know all the other characters. You know Iron Fist and and uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. They really should be in the movies as well. Yeah, I agree with you there. But, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's probably why it wasn't a kingpin buy. I want, I'm just you know that's the secret right now. Who bought the, who bought it? Who bought it? That's why my guess is Oscorp. Who bought it? Of course, I mean they've never really mentioned it much in in any of the the MCU movies. Right, they haven't. We'll um, we'll see. We'll see who bought it. And that's my that's that's one cliffhanger I think they're doing. And that or it could be like a front for Hydra bought it. Yeah, Hydra trying to make a comeback or Loki. Loki, you know, but would Loki really need a building? A building in in New York? You never know. I mean, he I mean, does he buy it for sentimental value because he almost got killed in it by Hulk? Yeah, that's true. But then again, I wouldn't want to buy it if I almost got killed in the building. Yeah, I wouldn't want to buy that. Yeah. So then we get to um, the fact that you know, Iron Man comes to Peter and he's like, "Hey, you know, you did it. You saved the day. Here's a pass. Join the Avengers. Yep. Come on, man." You got you a room right next to Vision, and Vision doesn't know how to use doors. <laughs> or walls. Or walls. Yeah. Um, and now, he, gives him a fan- he shows him a fancy gold and blue and red spider and suit. It, I was about to ask you, do you think that's the um, Iron Spider-Man, the Iron Suit, the Iron Spider Suit? Possibly, yeah. I mean, more than likely. But, I mean, even the one he was wearing was kind of an Iron Man Spider Suit because it's Tony Stark. Right. Um, but he turns it down. He says no. I don't want to be an Avenger right now. I want to learn how to be Spider-Man some more. Yeah. He walks away. He's like, this was a test, right? And Tony's like, oh, yeah, it was a test. And it wasn't. It wasn't. He had a... And then he had to come up with something to tell all the reporters in the room. Which now he's engaged. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's engaged. We put a spoiler alert earlier on, so... Yep, that's true. So, he's engaged now. Yeah, Pepper Potts returns. Yeah, finally. she, She hasn't been in, you know, a long time. I haven't seen her. Yeah. Since, what, Iron Man 3? Yeah, Iron Man 3. Yep. And now we just need for, uh, oh, what is Thor's girlfriend's name? Oh, um, oh man, tweet I, me. I, I keep thinking Natalie Portman, which it's, is, it is the it actress is who, who played her. Yeah, uh, Jane, Jane Foster. Yeah, Jane Foster. I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if, if Jane's going to come back, though. I don't know if they have that kind of money anymore. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, then, you know, everybody's happy. And then we get into the end of the movie. And then it goes back after the, the mid credit scene. We get into the prison and we see Toombs talking to none other than who? Gargan. Mac Gargan. Mac Gargan. Yeah, Gargan. So Gargan says, rumor has it, you know who Spider-Man is. And you think, oh, man, he can give it away. And Toombs goes, nope. If I knew who he was, he'd be dead already. He'd be dead already. So what does that say to you? And they, they in, in, that, in that scene... They made it very prominent the the scorpion on his on his neck the yes. tattoo scorpion. Yes. So what does that say to you? Does that say that Tombs is a keeping a secret to himself that way he can kill Spider Man, or B you save my daughter, you save me, we're good. I think it's more B, but because he's a villain, he'll come back and then Spider Man will do something. He's like, all right. The balances are broken again. Yeah. Now I'm, I can kill you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Sinister Six, you know? So I'm thinking he's going to – he's just going to hold that grudge. Hey, he put me in prison, so, so, stole my family. I'm, I'm going to get my revenge. And he's going to take that anger into the Sinister Six. Maybe. We'll see. That's how I think. And then lo and behold, the Marvel credit scene. trolls all of us. Marvel, you guys – you got me. Let me just stop right now. I'm clapping for you, Marvel. You trolled us, man. 
you trolled us because at the very end we see all these classic PSAs from Captain America, and who walks on Captain America? Against a white screen, just you know, like the PSAs. Yep, just like the PSAs. He's like, hey, you know, he basically just says, you waiting for more? Let me tell you something. Number one rule, patience. Sometimes you get something good. Sometimes, sometimes you, don't. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we got. We got that, and that was that was Spider-Man: Homecoming. People. Well, I also like that they uh, they had Ballroom Blitz in there by the Ramones because the Ramones did the Spider-Man song. I didn't notice that either. Another little FF for you guys. Yep. He's got a list here, guys. Monkey Boy came with a list. Hey. I. I don't I don't remember stuff very well because I'm old, you know, and, I, and, and I wanted to write it down right after I got home so I could. And I'm a know. top of the head type guy. I'm just gonna let it fly, man. And then I I look over here. Monkey Boy's got a straight up list, people. Well, you're forgetting one thing. What am I forgetting? Aunt May. First of all, putting glasses on Marissa Tomei doesn't really make her look older. She's still hot. You know what I didn't like? Okay, now now we're getting to some fun stuff here, <laughs> and we're gonna wind it down for you guys. Aunt May had the worst. Uh, the in my opinion, whatever whoever dressed her or her she had the worst costume, wardrobe. Yeah, wardrobe. I couldn't think of the name. She had the worst wardrobe in that movie. The high pants, the high pants, the waist high pants, or you know, I didn't like those. Man. Well, see, I read that Marissa Tomei found out uh, later that Aunt May was like old and gray hair, you know, silver haired and all that, and she didn't know that when she when she got the part. Okay. Well, because I didn't like her wardrobe. I was like, man, Marissa Tomei's hot. Yeah. And she was still hot in that movie. Yeah. And I love that part where he's in the bodega, and he speaks Italian to his friend. He's like, oh, yeah. It's part was that Italian got, or Spanish? It's something like that. And he's like, hey, you know, he's got the hot aunt. And then he responds with, yeah, how, how's, how's your, your daughter? daughter? I was like, ooh, that's a shoot. I like that. That was good. Uh, but, yeah, the very end of that, you know, Peter's getting out of his Spider-Man suit, and the door is open, and Aunt May goes, what the fuck? And it stops. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. does she know? How can she not at that point? Or does she... Does She didn't have her glasses on at that point, did she? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure even if you're extremely myopic, you're going to know the Spider-Man suit yeah, when you see it. Yeah, yeah, You know? Um, so... Other, uh, Give me your opinion. Is it two thumbs up or is it one thumb up? I mean, what do I would opinion? say it's two thumbs up. Two it's, thumbs up. It's definitely worth seeing in in the theater, so you get the full theater experience and everything. Okay. Um, I if I hadn't had set you know set up to go to an early show, um, which happened to be a, a matinee, I would have gone and seen it you know full price. I'm I'm gonna give it two thumbs up as well. Uh, I walked in not necessarily with low expectations because I knew it was an MCU movie, so I knew it had to be good. Uh, but I walked into it going, I really liked the last guy, and uh, you know, I really wasn't ready for change. So, but walking away from it, it was fun. I'm gonna tell you like this, people: bring the kids. It's very family friendly. You gotta go see this movie, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I went in knowing nothing, expecting nothing, um, because, like you said, there hasn't really been a bad Marvel movie. Yeah. And I mean, this could have been the first, but it wasn't. You know, it was it was good. You know, it kept the the same level, if maybe not raising the bar a little bit. I think my least favorite um, MCU movie so far has been Iron Man three. That's been my only. I think Iron Man two was probably a little, you know, a little bit worse for me. Okay, yeah, three for me was just not. 
not at it all. So, uh, but that's our opinion on uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Let me know what you think. Uh, tweet me uh, and hit me up on Facebook and all that, all those good fun social media things. Uh, RomeoFalcon.com. Still get your T-shirts. You can get a Geeks and Wrestling T-shirt right now. Hoodie, tank top, etc. It's hot out there. Get yourself a Geeks and Wrestling tank top. Um, you know, RomeoFalcon.com, where you can find all those merchandises and whatnot. Um, again, DZW this Saturday. If you're in Houston or Katy, come check me out. And definitely go see Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Monkey Boy. This has been fun. I look forward to doing this more with you. Yeah. Again. Maybe we'll do it on non-Marvel movies, non-comic book movies. Did you say geeks? You don't say comic books. Now you're, getting, now you're just getting crazy. You're just getting crazy. We're like, well, we need to go see Planet of the Apes this weekend? <laughs> we need to go see the ape movie? I am Monkey Boy. You are Monkey Boy. I see the parallel. Mm-hmm. But I think you have a uh, an engagement this weekend. Well, I Romeo Falcons Wrestling in, in Houston, DZW, yeah. Katy, Texas. Yep. So, uh, otherwise, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, RomeoFalcon.com. I got to thank Axe for always sponsoring us. Thank you guys so much. And, again, stay geeky, people. And uh, until next time, this is Romeo Falcon sitting here with Monkey Boy Geeks and Wrestling Podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs>